Our next topic of discussion here on Sports Medicine Weekly deals with one of the patients of Dr. Coles. Dr. Brian, you've got a good story to tell here. This is a great one that I thought we could bring the family on to, to, to discuss. Great. I recently saw them at a fundraiser rush for uh, research, and they've been wonderful supporters. But more importantly, they have a pretty a pretty amazing story that they recently shared. I, you know, when I heard them say it, I said, you know what, I'd love to have them on Saturday morning just to share with our audience because it's, it's just compelling and it just continues to remind me why we do what we do. Okay, well, our guests are Amy and Bob Hendricks, parents of Annie Hendricks. Annie was a prior transplant patient of Dr. Cole's. Amy, Bob, how are you? Good, how are you? Fantastic, Great. fantastic. So uh, you're in Youngstown, Ohio. How'd you find Dr. Cole from Youngstown, Ohio? Dr. Cole was referred to us by Dr. Schlegel from Stedman Hawkins in Denver. Um, we just have some mutual friends out in Denver that um, had gone to Dr. Schlegel, and when he was unable to help us, he sent us to Dr. Cole. All right, so second question. What treatment did Annie receive, and uh, tell us about her recovery. Annie had a transplant. She was bone-on-bone, bone, uh, end of her femur. She'd had a staph infection. It, it ate the cartilage in her knee, um, and wow. we were getting pretty desperate. So Dr. Cole managed to take cartilage from a, a donor cadaver and grafted into her femur to repair the, the damage. So just in brief, she had how many surgeries before you actually came to Chicago to get treated with her? Ten. Ten? Wow. And, and what was her state at that time? She was pretty young. How old was she when, she, when you, you guys first came in? She was early teens? She, uh, she, she developed a staph infection at 10. We got her to you when she had just turned 18. Yeah. And, and um, what she, did she, school, job, medications? Like, give, still, me a, give us a, a synopsis. Cause I remember it was a pretty trying time when I first met you. Yeah, she was a senior in high school and almost non-functional, on crutches most of the time, non-weight bearing, just in pain all the time and on all kinds of painkillers and not, not living a child's life. So when we met, if, so we decided that we, were, we I think we probably had to do a scope, and which is called what I call an index arthroscopy, where we go and clean things out and sort of get the lay of the land. And in many ways, that's just a, what I do to take inventory to see what someone's going to need. Is that right. that's probably what you went through? Is that correct? You mean no, the first surgery you did was the transplant, and then we had to clean it up about a year later. Okay, so I must have had enough information at the time what to do because sometimes I will based upon the recent surgery. So my Bad is she had a surgery in relatively short time frame before I got to her. So we knew enough yeah. to order parts, if you will. So she had a, a, a cartilage graft placed. And, um, you know, it's one of those situations where it's a little more guarded, Steve, because she was essentially almost bone on bone. So this right. is a classic arthritic situation that was a result of an awful complication from an infection, which is, you know, fortunately rare. But when it happens, the bacteria basically can eat away the entire joint. That's amazing. It, yeah, it was, you know, it's pretty tragic because you can't, you know, to do, you can't do a knee replacement with any reliable uh, outcome in such a young person and they're forever restricted. And for sure, they will need at least one, maybe two more, right? So that's why Carlos transplants have been so, so revolutionary because it provides us options that can keep someone without metal and plastic by them huge periods of time into the future. So about how long did it take for her to get some quality of life back in terms of less pain and more function after her surgery? Well, while she was recovering from her surgery, she got certified as a personal trainer. And within probably six, nine months of the initial surgery, she was back in the gym and actually training other people. 
Wow, that's great. So I so the thing that was so cool the other night you told me was uh, what she's doing now. You showed me a video, and in fact, I think what we'll do is I'll ask uh, Tracy Tower, one of our assistant uh, producers, to put it. On, we'll put it on uh, either Twitter or our Facebook page, so that people, if you, with your permission, of course, would that be okay? Yes. Yeah. So you showed me a video of what she's doing. This is something she's always wanted to do. Is that right? Yes. So, what's the nature of her job now? What are, what's her day life? What does she do? She is a she is an EMT and a firefighter in Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's great. I How's mean, the knee? The knee's good. She crawls around on it. She takes care of patients. She carries patients. She functions as a firefighter. Wow, Doctor Cole, tell and us by the again. Way, yep, we go run ahead. Every five k in town. Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's quite that, a success story. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, Amazing. Actually. Can you ex- explain though, Doctor Cole? I mean, what what the procedure is as as, sure. as easy so, as you yeah, can to yeah, our no audience. Problem. So um, this it's basically a procedure that uh, we've had you know several guests on um, that have talked about, and we've talked about quite a bit. It's called an osteochondral allograft. Osteo means bone, chondral means cartilage, allograft means donor tissue, right? And you know this is the reason we like to have this as a topic because it encourages people to understand what it is to be a donor. You know, it's not just heart, liver, lungs, and things like that, but it can be their soft tissue to, to give someone a life. Well, last week on the yeah. show, we we learned that, what, one donor, right, right can help 300 different exactly. people. That's Ex- amazing. Yeah, exactly. So this same donor was a very young donor that in all likelihood also had donated, you know, could be cornea, could be uh, uh, heart, liver, lungs. There's, you know, there's a whole... Uh, a litany of organs that are ultimately transplanted. And cartilage is pretty low on the list, quite frankly. But when you think about it, this is a young girl who was on medications, unable to function in school, completely taken out of society because of chronic knee pain, and wasn't able to put weight on her leg, right? And it's about a 30-minute surgery. It's not really? that complicated. Wow. We basically take a donor cartilage piece that's matched by size to the air and location to the area that's missing cartilage in the patient. We drill out a small hole, uh, literally like a cylindrical drill that could be the size of a quarter in diameter, and then replace the hole with a new piece of fresh cartilage. It's a lot like if you lost a tile in your shower and you have to replace the tile and everything else is normal except this area, this region is missing some tiles and you put in a new tile from someone else. And, you know, post-op, they're on crutches for about six weeks, immediate motion, no brace typically. And um, by eight months, they're able to do whatever they want, including running. And it's rare that someone has such a transformative change. You know, we, I tell people this is not necessarily an off switch. It's more of a light dimmer or a rheostat. They get a lot less pain, a lot more function. But she had, I would say, you know, an outcome that was in the top 5%. And, you know, some, you know unfortunately, there's a little bit of luck on your side. You have to have the right physiology. But, you know, coming in, I would have, I'm sure I was concerned that we wouldn't be able to deliver all the things she was looking for because uh, it just gets more, the more pain someone is in, the more dysfunction they have, the less predictable it is to deliver what they're looking for. But this was an amazing outcome. And just to hear that she's fighting fires and crawling on her knees and running three and five Ks, I mean, that's, you know, again, that stuff never gets old. Yeah, again, you know? we're talking about a patient of Dr. Cole's, a prior transplant patient, Annie Hendricks, around with Annie's parents, Amy and Bob. Amy and Bob, anything you want to add as we close? We're just so grateful to Dr. Cole and to to Rush. We we were at our wit's end, and it was very emotional for us as parents to see our child suffering and not being able to live any kind of a life, and she's excelled. We're so proud of her, and we're so grateful to Dr. Cole. Well, it was a team approach. You realize that when when one person has surgery, 25 people 
have to touch that patient. So, you know, why I may be the front lines, I can tell you that without uh, the team we have at Rush and Midwest Orthopedics, there's no way it happens. So, and including the tissue banks from the, from the donor family, uh, all the way to the level of the patient, it's, it's a, it's a veritable army that gets something like this done. So, uh, all of us benefit from the success. Trust me. It just, as I say, it's what keeps us going. Really appreciate you joining us folks and uh, best of luck to Annie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When we take after, after a break here on Sports Medicine Weekly, we're coming back with our staple of the show. It's our Ask the Doctor segment. We'll tell you how you can get involved. We've got some great questions again this week for Dr. Brian Cole. With Dr. Cole, I'm Steve Cashel. Sports Medicine Weekly, only on 670 The Score. Mm-hmm. 